0: And my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honored to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit, understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. At the age of 23, Danielle Matthews was hit by a drunk driver and sustained a life altering injury to her brain. The medical world said there was no hope of recovery and told her to accept this life as her new normal. Although her body was physically impaired, her spirit was strong and she refused to believe their diagnoses. Her mind was determined to recover, and she did. Through the power of what she refers to as mind control, she attracted the mindset, techniques and exact quantum healing technologies needed to fully recover. She has since built an international business, authored an e-book called Mind Control and shares her life-altering experience with countless people around the globe. Danielle and I connected on a very high vibrational level and I doubt you can hear that in our conversation. With such similar experience in overcoming adversity and harnessing the power of our minds, we are both being the change we want to see in the world. Welcome, Danielle, to The Ethical Evolution.
1: Hey, Bindi. Thanks for having me.
0: You are most welcome. Now, um, you're coming to us all the way from Florida. Can you tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, Uh, my name's Danielle. I work with the redox signaling technology. And it's crazy. My story started 10 years ago after I lost my health due to a car accident. I was hit by a drunk driver. And turns out uh, things unfold in life for us. And it put me on a new track that's put me in a position now to help thousands of people globally uh, with this technology and helping them regain their health too.
0: Wow. Um, So if we back up the truck a little um can you sure. can, can you tell us um exactly what happened like what take us back to that day when when the accident happened
1: Yeah. Well, if you want to go back to the exact day, June 23rd, 2012, I'll never forget that day. It changed everything. And it's, it's interesting. It's almost like new year's for me now. Every time the 23rd comes around, I just always reflect on how fragile life is um, Mm -hmm. because we just never know, you know, when, when our moment is going to be that we won't be here anymore. And um, that morning I was in Baltimore city here in uh, in the U S it's in Maryland. And seven o'clock in the morning, (laughs) I was driving to go visit my parents. Um, I, we were going to meet up to go to a wedding and I, you know, I saw this car, I was on a one way, like each way street, right. Mm -hmm. There's parallel park cars all around me. It's the city in the morning on a Saturday, like no one's really out. Um, And all of a sudden the the car started to kind of come over the midline. And I remember thinking to myself, like this happened in seconds, but I remember the thought process. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, they must be turning because I was about to be turning too. And they didn't turn. And then I thought, well, maybe they're swerving around something, you know, and I look in the lane and there's nothing in the lane. And then I look up like you would look at the driver like, hey, what are you doing? Mm. (laughs) You know? And uh, the guy was completely passed out, head slumped. And his car hit me head on, probably going around 50 miles an hour. Uh, I couldn't get out of the way. There was nowhere for me to go. And, um, you know, I walked away from the accident that morning. Thankfully, my body was okay. You know, a car is meant to take an impact head on. Mm. And so it protected me. I mean, it was total. The airbags went off and everything. Um, But I I felt really out of it. And the paramedics on the scene came and they said, you know, I think you're just in shock. Uh, Mm. You've been through a lot this morning and it should wear off. And, uh, it didn't wear off. I, in the, you know, days and weeks that followed, I started to feel like I was going crazy because I, I couldn't concentrate for extended periods. You know, I was extremely sensitive to noise, to light. Like it felt like somebody had a flashlight and they were kind of shining right in my eye when I was just in daylight and uh, my personality changed, you know, I was very blunt. I'm a very happy go lucky mm. person. I always have been, but I just, it was like the filter was gone. And uh, I had migraines like you wouldn't believe, like my head felt like I was going to explode. And finally, I got into my primary care doctor who said, no, 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 you've had brain trauma. Uh, We got testing done and I went to a neurologist and they said they, they classified it as a mild traumatic brain injury which I've always thought is a bit of an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing mauled about like, that. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I'm glad it's not moderate or severe. Mm. Uh, but I couldn't work. I mean, like I, I, you know, I'd write a to-do list and I've always been very high functioning, you know, like, and very efficient. And I was working at the time I was teaching sixth grade math um, and it had been summer break. So I was getting ready to go back in with the kids and. I mean, I couldn't lesson plan. Like it was taking me 12 hours to do a lesson. And I, it was crazy, Ben, because like my ability to like look outside of myself and go, wait, Danielle, that's not normal. Mm. It was gone (laughs) because my brain was injured. So I was just like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap, you know, and I'd sleep for six hours. Then I'd get up, I'd try again. Anyway. Uh, long story short, when kids got there, it was very clear I couldn't handle being in the classroom, and really, I couldn't manage my own life. And um, lost my job, and ended up moving back in with my parents to just focus on trying to get me healthy.
0: Mm. And so, since then, um, obviously, you've you've had um, a remarkable recovery, um, but <laughs> but you're also you've taken that trauma um, and that incident, and you've turned it into purpose. Yeah. Can you tell uh, us about
1: it? I, w- <laughs> I will. And I got it. It's like, it's a bit of a journey. It yeah. didn't happen <laughs> like that. I'll tell you that much. So the first year, in all honesty, I was, I was miserable. I mean, I was suffering from severe depression and anxiety. I was having panic attacks because... I didn't know what the next hour of my life was going to entail because I didn't know what I was going to be able to handle Mm. and let alone what my future looked like. And I was 23 years old. Like I didn't have a plan B, you know what I mean? Mm. I was just getting out in the world. And um, I didn't know how I was going to start earning again. And like my, the identity I had had of myself, like who I thought I was, was Danielle, you know, the one who can do well in school, the one who snowboards, the the one who performs well in the classroom, like the person who has a servant heart, that's who I was. But all of that required me to be able to show up in the world, and I couldn't. And so it was like it's like I was having an identity crisis. I mean, I was just like, well, who am I, and what's the purpose of all of this? And it was, I mean, it got deep and it got dark, and I I was alone. I mean, my parents were there, but I couldn't really be with people. It was too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So um, I went through a lot, and my. One year appointment with my neurologist was kind of the switch that flipped things because he said to me, Danielle, with your type of injury, your body's done all the healing it's going to do. Mm. And he said to me, this is your new normal. You need to adjust your life around your symptoms and you need to move on. And I was 24 and I thought to myself, you're fired. (laughs) 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 There's no way it's going to be my life. Uh, And I didn't like have an answer. It wasn't like, I was like, Oh, well, you know, I could go do this instead. But just something within me said, No, you're gonna, you're gonna get get through this, you're gonna get over it. And I started to like, I had to shift my perspective, because I realized, you know, the physical stuff I, I couldn't fix, at least not yet. I didn't know how. But the emotional things I could. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what, Danielle, you're the only one that can control how you're seeing this and seeing yourself as a victim it's not helping the situation (laughs) at all because Mm -hmm. the power is being put, you know, outside. And so I thought, all right, I kind of, this is how I look at things, Bindi. I'm like, okay, there's the external world plus your internal response to it. Mm -hmm. That equals your reality. And I thought to myself, all right, well, I have been frustrated, angry, you know, like all these things that's been my internal response and my reality has been miserable. So I thought, all right, let's change the response. Like, Let's see what I can do now. Right. What can I be grateful for? What are the things like I'm trying to grasp desperately to this old life? Like the life is gone. Mm. So what can the new life look like? And I started a gratitude journal. You know, it's one of these things I think so many people talk about and we hear, but I'm like, have you guys actually ever done it? Because it changed my world. You know, it allowed me to just look at everything so different and, and to start to see the things that I was capable of doing. Like I could spend time in a dark room talking to my grandparents. They didn't mind. And the wisdom I gained from those conversations, I mean, it's incredible decades of their life experience coming into my world. And I, you know, I started with a therapist and I started going to to group therapy and I started doing all of these things that were, you know, different, than how my past had been but were bringing joy into my life and I started to meditate that was something yoga nidra it's a very specific type of meditation my um my mom was actually a trainer for it and she said you know Danielle you have to just lay down in a dark room to do this and Mm -hmm. I said oh I can do that (laughs) so uh the first time I did yoga nidra bindi I my brain it was like it finally switched off I would say and Mm. I like I was able to sleep I went into a very deep sleep and I asked my mom to record it because it was just like a 30 minute guided you know meditation and I would use it strategically throughout the day to stop my migraines from getting full-blown and unbeknownst to me like I was using it to try and help like my physical issues unbeknownst to me with meditation like it was rewiring my brain and it was allowing for this sense of peace and mm. calm to exist in me always. It was like the anxiety, the depression, the panic attacks like they just like melted away. I don't know how else to describe it. It was just like all of a sudden it wasn't a thing anymore. Mm. <laughs> and um I tapped into something that only now like looking back, right, I can see it, but I tapped into the law of vibration, which you know, a lot of people talk about the law of attraction, mm. you know, but really it's a secondary law. The primary is the law of vibration and it says this, what the level that you're vibrating is what you'll attract in it. At. And unbeknownst to a lot of people, cause we're all, a lot of us are unconscious of this until we become conscious of it. Like we're unintentionally bringing in a lot of the stuff we don't like yep. <laughs> because, you know, as I was in fear and anger and anxiety, I was bringing in more things to be fearful, angry, and have anxiety about mm-hmm. because that's just where I was vibrating. Now I pulled myself out of it. Cause I had this internal shift. And I started to operate in this space of gratitude, of joy, of love, of happiness. And because of that, I pulled in the answer to my physical issue. And it's like, the universe is incredible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, okay, so we go through these challenges, right? And I'll talk about what the answer was in a minute, but It's just, I just, if people could understand, if I could give anyone anything to anyone, it is like from what I've learned on my journey to help you on yours. It is that the obstacle and the challenge in front of you is simply there to teach you something that's within you that you haven't realized yet, something that maybe you need to let go and something that you need to pull out and to realize the control you have within to create the world literally from the inside out. Like my world got designed from an internal switch. And it changed my external world. And once you know that and you realize you have the power within, game over, game started, or whatever next level, whatever the word is for that, it, it just opens things up. And so that's that's what got me to the point. Where I then came across the technology that allowed allowed my body to heal, and I'm happy to talk about that. But I know I just gave you a whole lot. Of <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's a there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, but you know, as you were talking, I was thinking, God, I hope you're going to write a book.
1: Mm, you know. I wrote an ebook. Uh, I just literally just released it like a month ago. And it's my first step towards a, a bigger book. Um, but biting off like a whole big book was like, oh, that's a lot to chew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, out? like
0: just just your story to tell and the lessons learned from it, I think, mm-hmm. could be so valuable to so many people. And, and you know, thank yeah. you for getting out there and, and doing podcasts like this and sharing the story because... You know, there's there's just so many things that came out of what you just said. So, you know, we have within us everything we need. It's Mm -hmm. just that sometimes there's got to be a catalyst that switches that switch on for you. Um and and sometimes it's it doesn't have to happen like that, but a lot of the times there's some kind of incident catalyst moment that is like your reboot moment, you know, like it, and I, um, I told my story um, years ago, where you know um, all these things happened to me, and I was like, "Why am I telling people the things that went wrong?" And it was like, "It's not about um, you know what went wrong. It's about getting back up again. It's yeah. it's learning from the fall." Um, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I liken it to a trampoline, you know, you, you can't get up if you don't fall down. Um, so that's, that's the big lesson that I always share is that, you know, things will go wrong, you know, and it's this world of contrast that you can't have one without the other, you know, it's the light and the dark. Yep. You know, so all of this shines through for you. Um, but mm. you've kind of gone next level and also, you know, that vibration of what you put out you attract um, yes. is so true because when you're in that spiral of pain and depression and sadness and, oh, I want my whole life back and all of this kind of stuff, you're stuck in that vibration and you just get more shit basically. <laughs> um, exactly. But, <laughs> But when you can pull <laughs> like, yourself like when will you learn? Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you can pull yourself out of that, um, it's amazing what comes into your life and the universe goes, Ah, you're right where you're meant to be. Now here's this. Um yeah. and you know, the gratitude journal. Like I um I was just telling a friend last night um that I was going through my journal that I, I've been writing for years and I hadn't written for months and I was like Hmm, I'm going to start this back up again. And I actually went back and I looked at the beginning of the year and all the things I wanted to achieve and all the things I wanted to do. I've already done them all now. And I've already ticked all those things off and I've gone, huh, well, look at that. And it's where your intention goes, where your energy
1: flows. Yes.
0: You know, yep. it's exactly the same for you.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's, it's just incredible. You know, something else to just share and highlight. So the the book I wrote is called Mind Control. It's all in your head. And I'd say free download for everybody listening. We'll put the link so you guys can find it. But within it, like this law of vibration, sometimes there's things keeping us at a lower vibration that we don't consciously realize. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I talk about that and how, because I was kind of pulled to the sidelines of life and I was observing everyone, it was it was like all of a sudden my perspective just changed. It was like, I was watching people this on their patterned behavior and I'm watching them. Like, it's almost like watching a train about to crash. Like mm-hmm. I could see this person's coming in charged with this, this one with this, they're going to meet and it's going to blow up. And it has nothing to do with that situation. It's like all this stuff from their past or just their way of thinking or having this, you know, self-worth issue or fear of abandonment or whatever. Like we've all got stuff. And what I started to realize was that what was unfolding in life that was triggering these things. And, you know, when we're unconscious about this, we think, oh, the person did it. Like, Well, Bindi made me mad, (laughs) you know? No, whatever you did was what you did. Mm. I had a reaction that made me feel a certain way that got me angry. The question is why? And that's the work like the trigger is the teacher and you're supposed to go internal and go, well, what is lingering within me? That's making me be angry in a situation. Like everything's unfolding for my greatest good. I shouldn't be angry about anything. (laughs) you know. And when you can, like, I I study a lot of yoga philosophy and that's like what they call the karmic seeds that kind of get buried. Mm. And until the right weather pattern comes through, you don't even know they're in there but they're, they're holding you down. They're holding you back. And so I look at it as like our soul's evolution, the journey of of our lifetime of why we're here is to help figure out what are those seeds that are holding us back and to just take them out and get rid of them, recognize them for what they are, thank them for how they served us in whatever way in the past when we needed it, but get rid of it because that's, what's going to allow you to shift your vibrational state. And I think. You know, some people they understand this law of attraction. They get frustrated. Why isn't it happening for me? And I'm like, well, because you got some inner work to do. (laughs) (laughs) There's some things that are lingering here that we got to figure out. And uh, that's what my book really dives into. And so I just I hope that it is something that can help somebody on their path and help them maybe shift their perspective about the challenge or the obstacle that they're hitting because it's really like that's the opportunity. You know, it's not the thing to shy away from. It's like, oh, there's something within this. You know. And if a door is closing that you want open, you're gonna butt your head until you realize life's trying to show you there's another door. Mm. And you're supposed to be going through that one. Yeah. <laughs> but until you just like realize that, you know, it can be super uncomfortable. And I'm speaking from experience because <laughs> <laughs> I was like clawing to get back to the life that I used to have. Um it but re- now looking back, it's like I'm so grateful yeah. you know, for the way that things unfolded because it's put me in a position to understand myself on a different level, but also to like literally thousands of people I've gotten to touch Mm. to help with their health and, you know, and their mindset.
0: And it kind of reminds me of um, um, I'm I'm a whole Pono Pono practitioner and it it, it reminds me of the teaching where um, uh, they they say wherever, um, you know, whenever anything happens to you, um, good or bad, the common denominator is you're always there. Um, You create your world. Um, so really everything that happens to you, you've created it, your reactions, Mm -hmm. everything, it's not someone else They didn't do it to you, you created it. Um, so it's all that same thing. And the other thing that you've also highlighted for me is the connection with self. You know, there's so many of us, I've just come back from LA and I'm like, there's so many people living, but they're not living in their life. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not, in it. (laughs) And it's, um, they're not connected with themselves. So, you know, what, what you've been able to do is, is understand what your body is feeling, connect Mm -hmm. with it and actually listen to it. Um, there's Mm -hmm. so many people who can't do that. They just can't, Mm -hmm. they can't switch off enough to even meditate. Um, so being able to connect with yourself and listen to yourself, that is a huge thing.
1: It is, you know, the yogi's Spent their lifetime like asking this question if there was one truth that, if known, solved everything, what would that truth be? And this is what they contemplated. Mm -hmm. And here's what they came up with that if you realize that you are more than your thoughts, it will set you free, it will solve everything. And this is something that they then designed yoga nidra, meditation around as a, as a tool to help you access the fact that you are more than your thoughts. And it takes you into that space of your true self, where you're really connected in your heart with your body and beyond to the infinite. And I just think it's amazing. You know, when you, when you have that knowledge, like they, um, I could paint a picture for everybody in YouTube Indy, like I'll just, I'll never get out of my head. My teacher was showing me just like waves. Okay. And she said, You know, you are an expression of the ocean as a wave. And we get up into this world of form and we forget our true essence. We forget where we come from. We get so distracted about everything that's out here that we forget what's within. Mm. And meditation and yoga nidra drops you back into the ocean. And you realize, oh, that's my true self. (laughs) And then you can bring that knowledge and awareness back up with you into the world of form. And it's not going to like you're you're going to be so solid and rooted, like whatever unfolds in life, you're like, I got this because I know who I am. And that realization is everything. It's actually, well, you're going to be one of the first to know this. So uh, I'm starting a podcast called The Single Truth, because I just like, I feel like this, if people can unlock this, and then understand how that then plays into their relationships, the challenges they have, the awareness of themselves, all these things. It's like, Those are the conversations I want to have because I'm like, I got set free with this knowledge and I Mm. want everyone
0: to feel this freedom. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing. So can you tell us um, how you help others now?
1: Yeah. So going back to uh, my story. So when I switched my vibration, right, we get a phone call from an acupuncturist. She had known my mom. She was actually a yoga nidra student of my mom's and she called her and said, listen, I've come across a breakthrough. It's something I'm using in my practice and it is helping the cells to find damage. So it's helping each cell in the body to repair. And she said, it's the communication system, the molecules that the the body uses. It's just that as we've gotten older, the body makes less or in a case like Danielle's, she has so much damage. It's as if she has like one bar service on her cell phone. Like the call's not getting out. The signal's not strong enough. And she said, you know, This is helping clients of mine with digestive issues, with hormone modulation, with stuff with their lungs, their kidney, their liver, their skin. She said, I have every reason to believe it would pass the blood-brain barrier and help Danielle. And so I wish that I had said yes immediately, but the biologist in me, that's what my degree is in, (laughs) got a little bit in the way. And I was like, "Mm, show me some science here. (laughs) What are you talking about? And it was too new. Okay. This is like, this is huge area of science now that's opened up over the last 20 years or so, but it was very new at the time. And long story short, I refused to use it at the beginning, but both my parents did and they had results. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a placebo, but then it was like, no, you can't really explain it in that way. And I thought I've got nothing to lose here. Let me try it myself. I started drinking. it. It's a liquid that you drink. They're called redox signaling molecules. And I would, you swish them in your mouth, you swallow them. That's it. And I drank eight ounces a day. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. The third month, that pounding that had been relentless in my head for two years at this point stopped and it has never come back. My ability to concentrate came back. My energy came back. I wasn't having to nap. Now it's still sensitive to noise and light. It wasn't like, woohoo, I'm like healed, but I was having progress that I was told I would never have as I've stayed on it. No sensitivities anymore. I mean, I've got like a light shining in my face now. Like I am fine. (laughs) Wow. And when I, when I started to get my health back and I started to be able to think about, well, what do I want my future to look like? And what do I want to do? I just realized like, okay, I know for a fact, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So that means whatever I do today needs to be big. It needs to be important. It needs to be fulfilling me and also doing what I can to help humanity. Because if people knew what I knew their lives would be full of happiness, quite frankly, and not to mention with their health, you know? So I just, some, this fire got in me, Bindi, and I said, okay, turns out the company is through word of mouth. So you can like align with the company and help share it. And I thought, okay, <laughs> I don't know anything about business, but I'm, I'm gonna do that. And the world was trying to talk me out of it. My friends were telling me I was crazy. You know, my my sister was, they were saying, Danielle, a real job, like go back to life. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no guys, you don't know what I know. And the world needs to know that this breakthrough exists and that it can help them because the scientists in me like started to wrap my head around what it was. And I said, oh my God, this can go in and help any plant, animal, or human being identify where they're damaged and repair. Do you understand the implications of that? And I have spent the last seven years now educating people about it. There's not a health challenge I haven't seen it touch. I have witnessed the most incredible things, as well as on the other end of the spectrum, I've gotten to work with Olympic athletes that are like taking you know their workouts to the next level and they're repairing faster after. And it's like some days I just look, I'm like, how how did I get here? <laughs> you know, like, you kind of you look back at how all the dots connect and you're like, whoa! But that's that's what I do. That's how I serve. It's how I help. So I educate people about this technology and then. Some people get lit up like I did and they say, look, I want to lift and change humanity. I want to be a force for good in the world. I want to bring this, you know, to, to the masses as well. And so I coach and train them. And, um, most everything I do is all around. Also the mindsets that you mm. and I just talked about today, mm. of helping people like, like I use the redox as a vehicle to help people tap into the potential of their body to heal. But I also always am talking to people about their mind because I also believe that sickness, we draw it in. (laughs) I do believe that there are, it's, it's our thoughts. It's our patterns. Mm. It's maybe our higher self drawing in an issue like my car accident was, because we're supposed to be learning something. And so I intertwine. It's all, you get it all when you get me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, Danielle, sign me up. Where do we get this stuff?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I, uh, I always tell everybody, like if you're interested, uh, my website, it's com. There's a little button that says contact me, like shoot me your phone number and email. And I can talk with people and Bindi, of course you and I can talk, <laughs> but Yeah, it's, um, it's remarkable. And I'll tell you the other cool thing that, you know, I didn't know getting into it is like the talking about vibration again, like the energy and vibration that this company holds, okay, because the redox signaling technology back in 2008, was going to be bought by a pharmaceutical company. And that pharma company made it clear once they got to negotiations, the beta test group would need to be off of it production would need to shut down as soon as they signed. And the gentleman that owned the patents said, I think that's a little harsh. There's people on this that I can't look them in their eyes and tell them they can't have it anymore. And the company said, it's not on you. And he said, no, it is on me. And he walked away, Multi-million dollar deal, walks away. And he spent a year trying to figure out how do you get something like this to market that requires education, mm. it requires someone explaining, look, how does the body make this? Because the body sources it from saline. It takes the hydrogen and oxygen from water and the sodium and chloride from salt. And it makes a bunch of different combinations of those four atoms, different two to four you know, atom big molecules. That's what it's making. He said, people aren't gonna buy that off the shelf. Like they don't know what that is. So he chose word of mouth and he founded ASEA as a word of mouth company. And I just think the energy and integrity and the vibration that he was holding when he did that, where he said, it's not about me, it's not about my ego, it's not about the economics, it's about people, it's about purpose, it's about humanity that has drawn in the most incredible people. Like Mm. I have friends over there near you in Australia that I know through this, that are just beautiful beings that got attracted to this for the same reasons I did. Like they saw it as a vehicle to help so many others. And so my network of people that I now know, unbelievable. Like I just, I'm like, wow. (laughs) And I'm, I'm 34 now. Like, what's going to continue to open up for me in the decades to come? Like, I just have no idea, but I just look at this and I'm like, there's just an incredible group of people from Italy, from the UK, from New Zealand, from Singapore, like all these people that I call friends. And I, you know, most of the time I see them just on zoom calls, but um, they're making huge changes in their own community. And together, like I can see the impact we're making on humanity and on, you know, it's like one family at a time to me, like, that's how you got to do it. It's, it's grassroots.
0: Mm. Incredible. Oh my gosh, Danielle, I reckon I could talk to you all day about this. It's, it's, it's got me fired up. Can I just say it's got me fired up, but look, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more, where can they go?
1: Yeah, I'd say, uh, definitely come on social media, uh, Instagram, you know, Danielle Matthews is my handle. It's just an underscore at either end because apparently there's other Danielle Matthews out there. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, and, um, I've got a link there. You can get my ebook there um as well if you want to learn more about the redox you can but the danielle.tmesia.com if you want to click contact me uh that's a, a fast way to get me to in case you're not you know on social media
0: mm, jump on it guys now i've got the last big question for you danielle what's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life
1: i want to see everyone hitting their inner potential, like. That is what I want to see. I think when each individual person is reaching their potential, that changes the dynamics in their family, in their community, in their, it just, it ripples out from there. And that's how we do it. It has to start with the individual person. There's no other way to make the change.
0: It all begins with us. (laughs) (laughs) There was a reason (laughs) you and I were meant to meet, obviously. (laughs) I know, I'm loving it. Uh, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the Ethical Evolution. Thank you so much, Danielle.
1: Thank you, Bindi.
0: Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com.
1: Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the Arena, the interviews.
0: It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one on one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back
1: to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric ass.